Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Karista, a spiritualist with a background in nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I believe in a holistic mindset where everyone and everything can work together in harmony by giving love and attention to the body, mind, and spirit so that we can create a more balanced life. I want to help guide you in your personal journey to create a life filled with joy, magic, and love. And I'm Shira, an explorer of personal truth with a background in program management, finance, and more recently, a spiritual intuitive, learning to connect with spiritual guides whom I like to call Mount Glass. I have an always growing passion to not only guide myself, but to also guide others in opening to and creating stronger connections with our highest self, allowing us to see and feel life in a whole new loving light. We believe that we are all connected, and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please email us at contact at lovealwaysself.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at lovealwaysself. And this will be linked in the show notes. Good morning. Good morning, beautiful. How are you today? (laughs) I'm good. Just, you know, waking up and getting my morning going. Coffee. Yeah. I love my mug. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even read it. I am not responsible for what my face does when you talk. (laughs) That's a great mug. (laughs) Sometimes I'll be on like a meeting at work and I'll just be like, "Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) Uh like hold it super close so they can read it (laughs) a little passive aggressiveness (laughs) yeah just a little bit it's like what did you say (laughs) oh man that is funny oh what a beautiful day today lots of stuff going on I think we you had wanted to talk about something that you had done last year called a past life regression. And for any of you that don't know what that is, could you take a moment to explain what a past life regression is? Sure. So past life regression is kind of a, well, it is a type of hypnosis that allows you to connect with your your consciousness and be able to view and go back and experience different lives that you've had on this existence, on this plane of existence, right? So uh, now sometimes I, you might go into a different life that isn't from earth. So because we may not have actually only been from here, which is kind of cool. So basically this is... Um, centered around the belief that once our physical body dies, once our heart stops beating, that our consciousness doesn't actually die. It's just a change in how your energy presents itself. That's correct. 
Yeah. As a gift to myself for my 40th birthday, I wasn't able to get the appointment on my actual 40th birthday. So I went the day after. So this was September of 2020. Yeah. Was there anything that prompted you to like choose that to, to do that for your birthday, the past life regression or PLR? That's an interesting story. So basically, you know, during this time of me going through what everyone wants to just call a, you know, an awakening, right? Which I just like to call it remembering who I really am. It's, I I started going down the rabbit hole that most people probably go down of just like, I want to know more, right? What is all this woo-woo stuff? (laughs) Right, right. I want to know more. And of course, I came across Brian Weiss, who had done like hundreds of PLRs, past life regressions. So we're just going to refer to as PLRs for this. And I started kind of watching different videos um, on YouTube. And uh, then that led me to maybe somebody else that, you know, had experienced a PLR. And I don't necessarily understand exactly why, but I just felt really, really, really called to do it. And the chain of events that happened following that, and just even honestly, what happened during that has really, and I I want to be careful when I say this, because I don't want anyone to feel that this is a requirement in order to expand further, because it's not. You can expand without ever having do doing this yourself, right? But for me personally, it just opened my awareness to so much more and it caused me to have a chain of events after it. So for me, I felt that there was a massive amount of benefit to doing this and it really opened my eyes to feeling and just, you know, and when I say seeing, it's more like a mind's eye kind of thing just the most beautiful thing ever, uh, honestly, even though at sometimes, you know, going through your death experience in those lives can be a little bit like, what the heck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like a little scary. I would imagine a little intense. Yeah, for a little sure. Intense, yeah. Because you're definitely remembering the emotions of it. Um, and so you're experiencing that emotional trauma again. But what happens after that and the lift from that is just incredible. And of course, they say that you're being shown very specific past lives because it's not necessarily the only ones you've had. You're being shown those for a reason. And turned out my reason was pretty legit. So the ones that I experienced, at least. So uh, walk me through your PLR. Okay. Let's just talk about the storm that was happening on that day. Like we're in Texas, right? We get crazy rainstorms. Like you never know if it's a monsoon one day or just sunny and like ridiculously hot one. Yeah, like within the same day, right? We could probably change weather at least three times in one period Mm -hmm. (laughs) in one day here. (laughs) If you don't like the weather in Texas, wait a couple hours. Exactly. <laughs> Unless it's summer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's summer, then it's just 107, you know. Yeah, consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's not even out, still over 100, whatever. I when I arrived at her office, and, and I'll I'll link the actual person in case anyone's local and wants to book a session with her, 
Um, I'll link her information down below. So I did go and like, when I got there, it was storming so hard uh, that it was just like insane. I had to sit in the car and wait a few minutes because the parking space was across the street from the actual office. And I was like, wow, I mean, this storm is legit, right? And so I had to door and dash. Didn't you, you had just done your hair and I had just done my hair. You straightened girl. it. It looked so good. Cause I had, you know, wanted to have nice hair for my birthday and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you know, even though we weren't going anywhere. I, I remember you telling me you were even checking yourself in the mirror to make sure you looked all right to go inside. <laughs> I did. Cause I mean, at that point we had been on lockdown since March. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't really seen anybody since then besides you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like so excited to just be out doing anything, to be honest. You know, so I was like, I'm going to look fantastic to lay on this couch, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, got in. She was so nice and so comfortable. Her house is beautiful. And it's like her home slash office space. And like I said, it, the the thunder outside that was happening during this was actually quite calming for me because mm-hmm. Stephen and I listened to uh, rain and thunder storms mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. our, I'm going to whisper her name, Alexa, you know, right. So we listened to that to fall asleep too. So that actually helped me mm-hmm. uh, transition better. So yeah. So she puts on these, you know, eye covers she gives you these um, noise canceling uh, headphones, but there you I could still hear her talking because she's talking through like a little mic on her, and then she attaches a mic to you as well, so that way while it's recording, so you can keep the recording that she'll send you afterwards. So I have that. Anyway, ironically enough, I just recently re-listened to that. I felt called to re-listen to that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So basically during the experience, after she walks you through this, I mean, it kind of feels like a meditation, but it's really like a form of hypnosis. And, you know, and of course I love it when the hypnosis people like do that, like their voice changes a little bit, right. To kind of Mm -hmm. like soothe you into it. Anyway, it's great. It's like those that create meditations. And it was all of a sudden I was like, What's the best way to explain this? So if you could take a photograph, like think of a photograph that you have of a time that you really, really like just cherish, right? You could probably remember all of the things in that photograph. You could remember what you were doing when that photograph was taken. You can remember everything or who was in that photograph with you, all the things around you, the space that you were in, like all of that you you can replay in your head, right? You can remember the emotional state that you were having when that photograph was taken, whether it's like makes you sad or makes you happy or makes you want to laugh, you know, like you'll remember all that, right? So it's kind of like that. It's almost like the memory is so strong, you can see it, but it's not like you see with your eyes in the physical, right? So that's the best way I know how to explain that. So that's how that's how this felt during the whole thing. And it's like a dream state kind of, right? Like when you wake up and you're like, man, that dream was so vivid. It's like that. So, okay. 
I did go uh, into this like garden area. And then, you know, she asked you to kind of like walk through this big door and the door you pretty much create. When listening back to my PLR, apparently I didn't want to go through the door right away. I was kind of like hesitant about it. So she kind of had to work with me about that. And then I finally go through the door and I realize that I'm looking in the woods and I'm looking around. I see these ridiculously tall trees, which I still to this day, since that PLR, sometimes daydream about being in the forest and seeing, looking up and just seeing the height of the trees with the sky and the light behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was very much like that. I realized I had like all this like coat of armor on, like just metal with this gold intricate design. It was kind of florally like, but it was all over the arms, but my hands were exposed and I was definitely a man. And I kind of felt like I was like, I feel like maybe I'm Prince Charming, right? Like (laughs) I was feeling the anxiety of being there. Like Mm. I could tell that I was a leader of some sort, but, and I was, and I felt responsible for all the men that were with me. And I remember her asking me if there was any women around. And I said, no, it's just men. I was like, I'm, I'm holding on to a sphere. Right. And I was like, okay. I think I'm traveling in a land that's not familiar to me. It feels like we're here to conquer it, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know what's here to actually conquer. So it felt like I was placed somewhere that was new. I don't think I wanted to be there. And I was worried for the men that I was responsible for. Mm-hmm. And then I was hearing shuffling in the woods all around us. And then the next thing I know, there's spears flying through the air Mm. and one punctured me from behind and I landed back on it like this. So I was basically impaled onto a sphere going straight through my armor. And I remember the detail of the arrowhead that had came through my chest. And I remember the cloth that was wrapped around it and hanging that was obviously covered with my own, (laughs) you know, liquid. So. Blood. <laughs> blood. That's the word, blood. But it was kind of like, as soon as that scene happened, I was hovering above it and looking down on what used to be my body and seeing myself laying that way. But I'm also seeing all of my men having very similar death experiences immediately. Hmm. And then she starts asking me questions about how I kind of felt about that situation. And I said, I felt responsible you know, like, why are we here? We shouldn't have come here. This isn't ours to take. I obviously had some like remorse against all that. Yeah. So clearly didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, following the leaving of that scene, after I kind of started floating away from all of that, I'm then presented with somebody in a hood. Like all of a sudden I see this eye that's really close to me. And it's like, almost like it's like right in front of my face. Mm -hmm, Like inches. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And then it just kind of zooms out, right? Mm -hmm. And then I notice that there's a hoodie on it, on that, not just the eye. On the being. (laughs) On the being, right? And it's kind of like zooms out and I, and I'm just like, huh. And then the next thing I realize is 
I'm having a conversation with Brady. And who's Brady? <laughs> yeah. So Brady is one of my main guides, right? I would say is like my master guide. So yeah, so he's my master guide. And I just, I mean, if apparently him and I have been, he's been my guide my t- entire existence. And when he's having a physical experience, I'm his guide. When I'm having a physical experience, he's my guide. So just BFFs in the in the astral world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's very sarcastic, very playful, uh, very funny. Just when I say sarcastic, I mean in like the comedy kind of way, very mm-hmm. always loving, always from a place of love, always from a place of just wanting to make me laugh, which just completely appeases my personality, right? So works works well um, with the two of us. So anyway, uh, I actually say in the recording, which I don't remember saying out loud, which is interesting, but I say it in the when I listened back to the recording, I actually say, are you, are you Brady? Right? And then it was all of a sudden like, I was in this like massive space. It's like, and when I say space, I mean the like, final frontier, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like actual in the sky space universe, <laughs> right? Like, but it was dark, but yet there was light. That's the only way I know how to explain it. It was almost like everything was illuminated from light by the actual light beings or hmm. the ba- the stars in the background or the planets in the background or whatever. But it was like a room that was ridiculously huge, like an arena of some sort. But yet there were so many, and I, I can't even say pe- people because it was just beings, right? There were so many of them that I was feeling a little bit like, holy, whoa, you know, like backing off away a little bit. Mm. Um, like this is kind of intense. And then all of a sudden they actually started taking more of a shape. And it was like, I just started remembering. It's like when you get like a surprise party, right? When you go to like, if you've ever been to a surprise party or if you've ever been the person that you were being surprised Mm -hmm. and you walk into the home and everyone's like, surprise you know (laughs) and then you're like you're so overwhelmed that you kind of just like take a step back in the shock of it of it all but then all of a sudden you start to recognize your friends faces or your family members faces and everyone that's there it was like that so and then it was kind of like oh hi I know you and I know you and I know you and in but yet these were not all like humanoid type beings I mean they they definitely had some form of like human-ish but not all of them were. I remember my grandmother being there, who I said was in the PLR recording, I said was my grandmother. But when I described her to my mom, she said, that's actually your great-grandmother. It sounds like your great-grandmother. You just described her to a T, who I'd never seen before, right? Mm. That was very interesting. And uh, I had an actual emotional response to seeing her. They each started presenting me with gifts. And each of these gifts actually come into play in the months to pass. 
which was very interesting. The ever-blooming rose that was handed to me was upon some other like random acts of discovery has a lot to do with changes, uh, you know, changes that are consistently reoccurring. I actually had a huge connection with that and what I went through shortly following that, right? Almost like the peeling of layers that needed to happen in order to continue to bloom. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and I was also presented with a cross, but not like the kind of Christian cross you see, but like the one that's like, it's like a cross, but it has, it's equal on all sides. So like the Irish cross, right? Or the Roman cross, something. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I was presented with that. um, Celtic cross? Maybe. Yeah, I'm not good with that part. So um, we'll have to look that up. What are one of the other things that I was presented with? I'm trying to remember. Nope, that wasn't it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, one of the beings looked like this trans, like it was made of little tiny lights. And I've seen people use this in their... The closest so far was on a YouTube channel that plays like meditation music, like nonstop, like it just plays Mm -hmm. it nonstop live or whatever. And the background was a slightly animated image of almost exactly what I saw to the T. And that was incredible because I was like, oh, that's it, right? What you would presume as wings behind this image or behind this being looked like ever moving and expanding like just over and over and over again light that was kind of crystalled Mm. like very soft edges but you can almost see crystals like Mm. you know just very uh and it just kept blooming over and over and over again like with this like ever-expanding rays of different colors in the light. Very soft, very beautiful. Makes me think of the crown chakra. Yeah, but it wasn't just the head. It was fully behind this being, like it peacocked out behind it, right? Mm. And I just remember being so like, what are you? (laughs) You're so pretty. And I feel like for some reason, after all the things that I went through during this PLR, like that was the one thing that I just honed in on, like, for months following that, like, what was that? Who was that? Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a second because that was a really cool discovery. Yeah. So anyway, after having that experience, I ended up going into another life because I remember turning around and staring, you know, while I'm with this crowd and they present me with these gifts and I'm having this loving experience. Cause let me just tell you the amount of freedom I felt and release from any type of polarity or harder emotional states was not present during that experience, Mm. right? The overwhelming amount of you're not alone, period, ever, no matter Mm -hmm. what you perceive was absolutely life-changing. And Mm. the feeling that I had of love was like no other feeling I've ever experienced. Right. Hmm. 
like I love my friends. I love my family. I love my parents. I love my dog, like more than I could ever, you know, think of. But this was just on like a whole new level, like a way, way bigger level. Mm. And once you remember that feeling, just from that experience alone, you remember that feeling and the connectedness to everything and that type of love that's just kind of illuminating from all the things around you when you are here, you start to be a little bit more open to that. You start to feel a bit more aware of that. And I think that's something that we're all just trying to work on is remembering what that felt like and remembering that that's what we're actually like our, our main core is right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I can go on and on for hours about that. So the next life that I visit after turning around facing the planet, and then all of a sudden I'm on the planet, looking up at the stars, laying in some grass. This was a much more traumatic experience. As if because being the first impaled, one wasn't. <laughs> as if being impaled wasn't traumatic enough, right? <laughs> so yeah, this next one was a bit was a bit insane. The gist of the story, because I could go into a lot of detail about this one, but the gist of the story is of that particular experience was that I was being kidnapped. I was holding on to the ground trying to stop from being dragged into the forest. I got away, I run back to the house. I discovered that my entire family, including my children, were dead. The era I was in this, like, the house that I lived in was in this large amount of field. There's no street lights or anything like that. So it's a time period where that didn't exist. Everything was done by, like, lanterns or fireplaces and things, right? I'm wearing this, like, very, like, large dress that has, like, a bottom to it, but it's kind of dirty. You know, like, that was just normal to have dirty clothes, right? So, but anyway. you're a woman in this life, too. Yeah, I was definitely a woman in this life. But the scene that I walked into to discover my family being dead and the emotional state that I was in from that particular Mm. uh, setting was confusing. That, like, I, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that my entire family had just been murdered, right? And that I'm pretty much about to go next. Wow. Uh, And the interesting thing is, is that where I was, when that man that was trying to get me comes in and I remember this, this man going kind of crazy, right? Like he's yelling at me, like, look what you made me do kind of thing, right? Like, you know, I'm like hunched over, like holding my kid that's no longer alive, like just terrified of what's about to happen next. But at the same time, like I'm so saddened about the situation that I can't actually control my ability to get up and run. Right. Hmm. And uh, I do end up dying there. And I remember that I was stabbed in the reproductive area. Right. Hmm. And that's how I died in this life. So Interestingly enough, after that, she kind of says, okay, why don't we go back a little bit further before all this happened, you know, to find out as to why this might have happened. Turns out I was trying to get in good with the royal family. Don't ask me what royal family because I couldn't tell you, but there was one. (laughs) I just remember wearing like these ridiculously big, like skirted dresses. It's got all this frilly stuff all over the chest, you know, whatever. And I'm talking to what appears to be somebody that's like an officer of some sort, but like, again, in that suit of armor kind of thing, mm-hmm. like 
he was maybe in charge of like the Royal Guard or something like that, but he was not my husband. Uh, I remember knowing that I was pregnant with that man's baby Mm. and my husband thinks it's his, Mm. but we couldn't tell them because back then that would have been like, you're going to get hanged for that. Right. Right. So, and this man was clearly mad that I wasn't leaving the husband and the family that I had with that husband because he wanted to claim that, that kid for his own, the baby for his own. Mm. So, yeah. So anyway, that seemed to be the dynamic of that life. Like, mm-hmm. a love you know, triangle. right. A love triangle. And when I re-listened to this life, the feeling or the, it's like almost like this crazy download of information. Like one of the biggest problems, cause I've had, I've had my struggles here in this reality, right. With being a stepmom, with being in a family dynamic of some sort. I've had a lot of resistance to it at times. And I had this like flash of memory of do I think some of the traumas from the past life where I felt like I caused my family members to die mm. has given me resistance to wanting to have a family dynamic here in this life. To creating your own family and having children Correct. now. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's like with like dealing with the fear of me ever feeling like it's my fault if they're not here anymore. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Or if something happens. That was huge and emotional. Uh, let's see. From that lifetime, I was automatically like in this scenario where I'm in a playground of some sort or like some kind of like a circus or not a circus. What do you call those? Uh, Like a fair, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was on like one of these like spinny wheel things and I'm like Mm -hmm. looking up, right? And then all of a sudden this funnel appears in the sky and, but the funnel is going up into the sky. So it's it's not like a tornado coming down, it's going up. And then we all Mm -hmm. get sucked into this. And all of a sudden I'm traveling in a wormhole and an egg, like I'm sitting Indian style in an egg, but it's a clear egg and there's no remote controls to this, right? There's nothing you're holding in your hands. It's almost like your mind is what's your thought is what's telling it to move forward. Mm -hmm. And it's the craziest thing. Now, what I remember after all this, because there's a lot of scenes in this and, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit more about, you know, this particular piece later. But uh, what I remember following this was the looking at my hands and realizing they're not human, right? Hmm. I remember looking at my hands. I remember how long and skinny the fingers were. I remember that there were only four fingers instead of five. I remember the grayish kind of color texture. It was like a blue, like a really soft blue gray. And I remember playing with what looked like a dandelion, but it was made of crystals and it was huge. Hmm. And I remember that there was like a significance to this. Like this was how you actually operated things. This was how you manipulated energy. Like I remember that. This is everything I remember from that experience. But what I heard in the recording played back later was me talking like I was somebody else. Mm. What I experienced at that point, like when I woke up and I remember the, you know, the therapist or the past life regression person. Psychologist or psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. Psychiatrist. I remember her saying, you need to play this back. (laughs) 
She's like, I would love to continue talking to you, but you need to play this back and listen to it. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Now getting into the car, I, and I can't. How did you feel afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting because I don't know if if I'm the only one that's ever experienced this or if anyone else has ever had this type of experience, but I actually got really sick. The lights were so bright and vivid. The colors to everything was like enhanced times 30. And even though it was overcast that day, everything was so bright, like so bright. And I was nauseous. It was like, I was not sure I was going to make it home without vomiting out of the side Mm. of the car. Like it, and oddly enough, those are all like symptoms of upgrading too. I know. And like I integrating. Know. I know. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, cool and weird, but at the time I didn't think it was cool. Like, it was like really, yeah. And all of a sudden I had what appeared to be discoloring, a darker discoloring in between my eyes, but on my forehead. Right. Yeah. So where like the third eye would be. exactly where the third eye Mm -hmm. is supposed to be located right like uh, that was darker and that lasted for months yeah it's not there anymore but it lasted for months and then because my parents because it was my uh birthday and then my dad's birthday is the day after mine and they were coming over for dinner that night we're hanging out I'm explaining that what I what just happened to me because I'm just like my mind is freaking blown right and my husband you know, at this point, my mom's like super intrigued because she's totally into it. But my husband and my father are a little bit like, okay, you know, so like, you you jumped off the deep end there. (laughs) Right, right, right. And like, so my husband's like, hey, what's up with your hair? And I'm like, ha ha, very funny, right? And he goes, no, I'm totally serious. And I go, quit messing with me. It's okay. I understand you don't believe everything, right? And he goes, I'm totally being serious. So I like walk over to the bathroom to look in the mirror to see what this dude is like making fun of, right? And lo and behold, I had this crazy white, stark white streak of hair under the, like a little bit under the top layer of the hair, but on the right side. Of and your hair face. is naturally dark brown. Black. Yeah, yeah. it's just, just super, super dark brown. And for those of you that might actually be watching, uh, <laughs> if this is posted on a video, you can see my natural root color. That's what my hair normally is like. Now and I did yeah, have my Yeah, because you hadn't had your hair done in a while either, right? Because uh, No, I, I had just had my hair done right before lockdown. So that was six months prior to the PLR though. Exactly. So it exactly. was all grown out. And I would have noticed a freaking white streak in my hair. Right. So like... <laughs> It was like rogue. Yeah. It was like rogue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I sent you the picture and I was like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> Just to like pull the listener's memory back, you had looked in the mirror to check your hair before you got out of your car. Yes. That's right. And I would have noticed not a there. white street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you, how did the PLR affect the way you view self? Everything's changed. I'll be honest. I have full awareness that we are so much more than what we have been raised to believe. I have full awareness that 
our capacity to love is so much greater than what it is. I'm also fully aware that we're never alone, period. You could be in the scariest place on the face of this earth, if that's how you're perceiving it, but you're not by yourself ever. The, the, my fear of death is not the same as it used to be because I used to be really terrified of that. It's not the same because I actually understand that this is not just the only life that I'll be encountering, right? Mm -hmm. If I choose. I also have a much larger awareness that we learn a lot (laughs) being here and we will continue to learn a lot. And it really is more so to just really understand ourselves that much more, what, what we like, what we don't like. And also to recognize our connection to source. And to recognize that. Yeah. When we're when we're with source all the time, it's hard to see how brilliant that connection is. And so we, you know, part of the reason why we choose to come to experience this physical experience is so that we can learn about what it's like to be distanced from source right. so we can truly appreciate that connection. Right. And on top of that, I met my true self or I guess you want to call it your higher self, right? Mm-hmm. That beautiful light being that uh, I just fixated on for months. And Carrie, you know this because I kept talking about it over and over again. I drew it out because my husband's an artist. And I was like, hey, here's like a super crazy pencil sketch because I'm not an artist. Can you freaking draw this if I tell you what it looked like? <laughs> I mean, that type of fixated on it, right? Which really, it's not that great to have attachments to things. So, you know, try not to do that. But I uh, turns out after sitting with it forever and ever, honestly, and then opening my own abilities to connect, right? Turns out it's me. It is, it's my higher self, which is why that being didn't offer anything up to me, didn't present, didn't try to be the front and center, even though I was like, who are you? You know, like, it's <laughs> like, wow, you're pretty, you know, and I was like, I look cool. <laughs> so yeah, you beautiful being. <laughs> right. I was like, damn, I'm a bad bitch. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that that is probably um, my greatest takeaway from that experience because the things that just happened following that experience, the synchronicities that started occurring after that experience. I saw dandelions freaking everywhere okay after clearly remembering that i'm manipulating this dandelion looking crystal machine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. next thing i know i'm like at at home which is like a interior design store right and all of a sudden i'm there's like a row of massive canvases of images of dandelions and i'm like what in the you know (laughs) and then like i'm somewhere else and there's like a little tiny dandelion painted on a soap dish, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, okay, this is like crazy. And then miraculously, that's when the weeds all started to pop up in my backyard. And it was just like dandelion central back there. And I was like, mm. okay, I get it. This is, 
this is a message that really happened. No. <laughs> I was questioning it. Yeah, I was. I'm not going to lie. I was questioning it. Did I make like, all that shit up? Great. Like, thank goodness you had the recording. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot more to how this impacted your life. And I think we are going to need to do another episode on how yeah. this played out in the events that followed, you Absolutely. know, that impacted not only your uh, awareness, your process of awakening, but also your physical body and your health. And, yeah. you know, it, there was just a lot of, I don't want to say butterfly effect, but it was like the universe had put this in, in your, the front of your mind at the right time to bring your awareness to this so that you could tackle the physical mm, mm-hmm. speed bumps. Right. And so you realized also that you had a team of loving beings with you the whole time through all the things that happened afterwards. Right. Absolutely. And we'll definitely have to dive into that because it's an incredible, it's been an incredible journey. It's not over, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... And, and there's, and you have a lot to do with what happens as well. Like you're a part, you're a huge part of it, you know, being my BFF and all. So, (laughs) so yeah, let's do that. We'll continue to talk about this. And of course, you know, I'm open to any questions that anyone might have. Again, we'll link, uh, if you're local and uh, you're listening to this and you want to, See if this experience can happen for you. Uh, we'll be, I'll be more than happy to share her information uh, down in the show notes. So, uh, yeah. Well, Shira, thank you so much for for sharing your experience with past life past life regressions. <laughs> it is such a eye opening, intriguing thing to experience. So I, I really look forward to continuing our conversation and, you know, to our listeners, I hope that this has, you know, just triggered some, some questions and some interest and yeah. yes, please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or, or anything at all. And, you know, come on back for the next episode where we go through the events that followed. <laughs> yes. Thank you all so much for listening to my insane story. And yes, maybe, just maybe this triggers your your next level, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what that'll be. So cool. Love you all. Love always. So. Lovely infinite beings, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment and being open to receiving light and love. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we really look forward to our next connection. And as a reminder, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Love Always Self, which will be linked in the show notes. We would love to hear from y'all. So if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, please email us at contact at lovealwaysself.com or send us a private message on our social media. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, love love always self. self.